3: baby your 2024 boston red sox have reported to fort myers for spring training and the season's over who's fired up for some <laughs> Here I was thinking it was gonna
0: be a long four hours of radio this afternoon and you start Red Sox right out the gate. Now I know it's gonna be a long four hours of radio.
3: <laughs> I just wanna set the tone, man. Jesus. I just wanna I wanna maintain I wanna maintain expectations and just try to maintain or at least manage expectations and kind of get everyone on the same page that look, if you want to, half of the teams in this town should give you reason for celebration, exaltation, and all the Asians in Your respective nations and two of the teams should have you raising a lot of questions and wondering just exactly when, how, where and why you're going to be able to celebrate and exaltate and everything else that you used to. It's a it's an it's an interesting state of affairs as a Boston sports fan. We find ourselves at now, Mr. Hart, on today's action packed episode of the Fitzy and Hart radio program coming to you from 2 to 6 p.m that's right a four hour a power four hour shift lucky us lucky you what the hell did Boston we do
0: Sport? and who did we do it to
3: honestly I ask myself that same question all the time <laughs> uh, what what is we the were relegated is the, honestly i mean when did we get sent to the Champions League this is the <laughs> phantom <laughs> zone this is the phantom zone hey you work hard you keep your nose down do everything you can in one day on <laughs> On NBA All-Star Weekend, you can do the two-to-six shift. Yeah. <sighs> going places, Fitzy. I got to tell you, man, next next stop, Canton or uh, Cooperstown or Springfield. or Where's the Hockey Hall of Fame? Uh, I'm going to guess Toronto. I'm going to say Canada. I'm going to go ahead and start I think it there. is in
1: Toronto. Nailed it, yeah, z- Toronto. Yeah, z-
3: hey, when you call in today, folks, at 617-779-7937. Chances are he's wearing a Bruins jersey. I think he actually was born in one. And I don't know if he owns any other clothes. Say hi to Zach Coe, our producer extraordinaire today. Hi, Zach. How are
1: you? Good. How are you? I'm actually not wearing that sweatshirt, but I am wearing a different Bruins sweatshirt. So he nailed it.
3: Yeah. I mean, I've only seen you in Bruins every single time I've ever seen you at the station, Zach. So uh, say hi to Zach. Say go bees. Wish him well. Um, He's going to do yeoman's work today, putting up with his... Grumpy uncles, Fitzy and Hart. Well, of course, I am the. I'm a bit more in my lane right now, Hart, and we'll get to that later in the show when we uh, steer things toward our Six Rings Power Hour Plus, because uh, I've been binging the Dynasty and I'm halfway through, and I, I can't get enough, and yeah, you know, I'm obviously reliving all of my old feels. Yes, that probably makes me the sad guy who's about to finish college but is going back to high school just to feel cool again. But that's okay. That's not our fault. The show was made, and we're trying to enjoy it or appreciate it and the Dynasty the best we can. Like I said, call in anytime if you'd like to discuss any of your favorite teams, 617-779-7937. That is your telephone number for two-way sports talk action. The socials at WEI, at JumboHeart, and at G F Y, And the text line... For your character wishes and anonymous insults is 37937. Zach will be doing the best he can in addition to producing the show and monitoring the phones to see which of you out there deserve some text line shout outs on today's program. Mr. Hart, as we always begin when we do our weekend shifts, we kick things off with a little segment we call Who Won the Week? Between all four of our major sports teams and or possibly Now, including some of the collegiate teams, because we've got bean pots happening and we've got NFL coaches making their way back to the collegiate ranks and more. But usually it's the four major teams. We try to figure out who had the best week, who dominated the headlines, who garnered the majority of our attention for better, preferably than worse. So I ask you, sir, as we often do, Andy Hart, who won the week in Boston
0: sports? So I'm going to go with the uh, the best hometown team these days. I think the Boston Celtics as the front runner in the Eastern Conference, the best record in the NBA, sending Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to the All Star game. Jalen Brown competing, making the finals of the dunk contest. Um, Jason Tatum talking a lot about maybe uh, taking the torch from LeBron and being the face of the NBA and all of those things. Joe Missoula gets his hundredth win. Um, the Bucks continue to kind of suck right now. I think they're like three and seven in their last 10. Uh, Wick Grosbeck is announcing that, yeah, this entire season is being filmed for a documentary. Um, it really seems like pretty much everything is coming up. Uh, lucky roses for the uh, Boston Celtics right now. So I'll say they uh, they won the week here in the uh, in the city.
3: Yeah, things do seem to be coming up. Nothing but clovers for the Boston Celtics of late. They go on a nice, I believe, six-game win streak into the All-Star break. You have a dunk contest participant. By the way, RIP dunk contest. We'll get to that later. I think we're good. I fell asleep watching it last night, and I woke up with a person on top of me, and that person was my 11-year-old son who also fell asleep. Granted, he was up a little past his bedtime, but he did want to watch the three-point shooting contest, which he loved, and the dunk contest, which he thought was Anyway, wow. Jason Tatum. They can't even get kids to like the dunk contest anymore. No, 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 no! They really can't. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, a it would help p- if
0: they showed all the dunks live, you know, and didn't miss Jalen Brown's uh, first dunk live. You boobs!
3: <laughs> I mean, Jesus! You got one effing job. Break. I mean, TNT. It's not like you've covered ten thousand basketball games live Christ. before. You've got one job. <laughs> what is the truck doing with a camera? On like the judges table, and next thing awful. you hear like kutunk and you're like, "Oh, that was Jalen Brown's first dunk, everyone." Awful, so I... bad, <sighs> so bad. They did not win the week. The Good thing we're perfect. and never mess up. Although, can I just say before again before we get into basketball talk and anything else, I I didn't like the NBA's new uh, Panic at the Disco all LED super crazy uh, computer touchscreen court. Oh, I really? Loved it. Oh, okay. okay. I freaking i couldn't believe how much i liked it yeah the fact that you could just have any court in the world and then like it went to the starry soda logo graphics during the three-point contest when they were shooting the starry balls and man people had a hard time hitting the starry balls i guess that's the angle right there but i was i was ready to be standard issue grumpy dad you know, the, the grunkle, the grumpy uncle coming in like, I don't like this. I just like the, uh, where's the parquet? I want it just a classic flow. I want it to look and smell like Hoosiers out there. And instead, they're playing on a giant iPhone, and I loved it. That was super fun. It was engaging. Maybe it's because I have ADD like the rest of the world now, Andy, but I absolutely loved the court. Did you like it? I I loved it. So I, I you know me. I kind of, I live in two worlds. There's the
0: grumpy guy who hates change, mm-hmm. but Then there's the teenager at Spirit who loves a good gimmick. And it's always, you know, which chord is struck within me? This definitely was a sucker for the gimmick kind of chord because, yeah, I loved it. Even the little things I thought were cool. At one point, I think it was when they announced the four dunk participants and they zoomed out. And it looked like they were standing on pedestals, just the way the core 3D and everything was was digitized around them. But yes, you're right. Unlimited opportunities. The one thing I am um, a little curious slash worried about is the more this gets used, and I don't know how much they'll use it, where it goes, whatever. I don't want to see just ads. It's like when these teams put in these big jumbotrons outside and you're like, whoa, it's going to be so wait a minute it's mostly ads and you just have the actual thing i want to see squeezed into a box in the middle no don't do that i don't
3: i want to be on a gillette
0: (laughs) yes yes where very rarely do you get the full like panoramic view because usually you got like some bank and some healthcare and some beer and some other thing like and that's that would be my concern is that eventually this is just an opportunity to show a lot of really big distracting ads on the court
3: well, that would be strange for some big, giant, ginormous conglomerate of an international multi billion dollar sports league to try to find a new way to create a revenue stream. That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> that would be super strange. It might
0: be the yes, first time. I, it shouldn't annoy me. Don't show right. me something cool and then make it less cool. All right, hold on. It was cool, more fun cool. when
3: you were going to go with attention deficit teenager as opposed to grumpy uncle again. Let's yes, try to that And then, you know, my dream is somebody hacks it. Somebody oh, hacks in. I and thought starts it was going to be a different dream.
0: Out. No. At like, and then who knows what is going to be projected on the court while some guy's dunking or dribbling. Oh my, but
3: you do realize that, you know, like last night, for example, before the dunks began, they used the key in what was the 3D, the what, what was the made-up key, if you will, uh, by the free throw line under the hoop where they were dunking, and they turned that into like a little picture box, and they were showing highlights of, of past slam dunk contests, right. as if like it was a... A little movie screen or a Love picture in a picture function. There exists the real opportunity for some creep. I mean, if yep. the world is supposedly worried now about Russia having space nukes and now Space Force having to up its game and everything, you know, going extraterrestrial on our planet, uh, you know, and you know, now we live in a world, Andy, where no, people are walking down the street, you know, filing their taxes because they're wearing a headset that has an Apple computer where you don't have to actually press any buttons anywhere, but it's connected to. Wi-Fi everywhere. Why can't some creep from some bizarre place hack in and start just showing adult films in the Yep, that could in the happen. Of the middle of the and game. And I'm here for it. Kids, cover your eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or just, you know, continue pretending you fell asleep on the sofa during the dunk contest. All right. So the Celtics have won the week for you because they're the best team. They have the best record in the NBA. They're obviously the best team of the four. Boston sports right now Jason Tatum feeling himself we'll get to some of that sound a little later in the program I happen to agree with you that they probably are the best team right now in town and since they won all their games they probably should be the winners of the week so I'll agree with you but I'll pick something else different just for fun I think the Patriots actually had overall organizationally um, and in terms of just PR buzz and beyond probably their best week in a long time Andy I feel like now that we know the coaching staff hires have been rounded, they continue to hire more assistant coaches. They're getting strength and conditioning lined up. You got assistant wide receiver coaches coming in. Uh, you know who your coordinators are. They've all been introduced via convenient Instagram real size videos that the Patriots have put out on social media. Um, we're getting that much closer to the important first dates of Gerard Mayo's coaching tenure with. The franchise tag window opening up this Tuesday. Free agency is only a few weeks away. Hell, the draft, even though it's over two months away, feels like it's next week. But you add the dynasty to all of that, and we had, in case any of you out there don't already subscribe to our podcast, Six Rings and Football Things, where we cover all things Patriots and NFL. We had a great chat this week with Jeff Benedict, the author of the book, The Dynasty, uh, make sure you give that a give that a listen whenever you get a chance. It's a nice, long, deep dive into everything that went into the book, but especially how you take a book like that and then construct a 10 part docuseries narrative out of it, as opposed to just, you know, having a Liev Schreiber voiceover of the book, Andy, with supporting footage and interviews um, by and large, though, there are one and many a skeptics who call this the latest in the Robert Kraft um, uh, effort, if you will, to get into the Hall of Fame. And kind of whitewash some of the history, or at least put a buffering over some of the history that seems to have some uh, dubious or um, I don't know controversial endings with certain relationships with coaches and players, etc. Um, by and large, it seems people are enjoying it. It has created also, and this is what I appreciate the most about it: it has created a newfound appreciation for just how damn good those early teams were. What an incredible locker room, what incredible happen chance it was. And also, and I know people can watch these first two episodes, uh, spoiler alert in case you haven't watched the first two episodes, you don't even get to Super Bowl thirty six within the first two episodes of the show because they spent so much time setting up what Belichick went through in Cleveland and how it paralleled what he was going through here, how difficult the decision to replace Drew Bledsoe with Tom Brady was, where the franchise was, what Robert Kraft expected, the... Tom Brady's arrival, his teammates, uh, I just, I think they have done an odd, whether you like the story or not, whether you believe the organization had nothing but altruistic purposes, or if you really think this is just nothing more than a chance to seize control of a historical narrative and try to get Robert Kraft into the Hall of Fame, you got to admit they have done a bang-up job putting this together. And so you add that to the fact that it seems like the Patriots are starting to get on a stable track in the 2024 fashion. I think they had a pretty darn good week, Andy, so I'm going to give it to them. Look at you, the Foxborough fanboy back back on track just like the team, right? I wonder why I've been in such a good mood all week.
0: Yeah, cuz you were uh, you were shook for a little while there. Yeah, they had you shook with some of their decisions, some of their uh, draggings of their feet and the 12 interviews and all that and not getting a McVay or a Shanahan disciple and you were shook for a little bit, but it's good to see you're back on the uh, back on the uh, MBTA train through Foxborough. I like
3: it. I'm back on the purple line, headed straight to Foxborough, and probably a six and eleven season. But damn it, I'm going to have fun again. I was going to tell I you kn- somebody
0: should let you know the track is out ahead, and there's going to be a derailing, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: and there's a fire in car number three. Yeah, you have <laughs> to
0: run forward away from the fire, but toward the track that is going to derail.
3: Good luck. <laughs> if with that. you happen to have seen the new Mission Impossible. Uh, like, the, the, did you see the new one? By the way, uh, I have not. I heard it's good. Oh, it's spectacular! Spectacular! The ending forty-five minutes is on the Orient Express, and I'll just leave it at that. It's treat. If I don't know what you're going to do if you're going to watch the All Star Game tonight, or if you're going to be prepping for us being on the Greg Hill Show tomorrow from seven to ten a.m. I won't be doing uh, that. I would put that put that on the on the week's watch list if you squeeze okay. out some time for a flick. It's excellent. Okay. Now is it on anyway? Any those of my are streaming. Ch- am I going to have to pay buddy? for it, or is it on any of my streams? oh uh, no, shows? it's very streamable at this point. Okay. Yep, You can can put that $5 towards a couple of Miller Lights or a Gansett or whatever else you need to keep you company and uh, ease the pain during the All-Star Game, the movie, or whatever else you choose to watch. So those are our choices, ladies and gentle friends, for the teams, organizations, people that won the week in Boston sports, agree or disagree, give us a shout. 617-779-7937 when we come back, because, of course, they made the move and they are kicking off The start of their 2024 campaign, plus I see the sun is shining, so you're probably going to get me as optimistic as you will for a brief period of time. We'll talk just a little bit of Red Sox. Is the season already over before it began, or are we being too negative in Boston now and not giving whatever is this vision that Henry and Theo and Breslow and Cora and company have in mind to take flight on their own. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. Let's catch you up on Trending Sports News with Zach Co. right now.
2: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the
1: game. Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, we're right back to it. Fitzy and hard on WEEI And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
2: I think rumors are rumors right uh, it's baseball and it happens in sports anyway so uh, they're professionals they understand that uh 85 90 percent of the rumors out there didn't come true right but 10 percent they did but uh I do believe they understand how it works you know and uh, when you are part of the rumor that means that you're a good big league player so
1: yeah, that's the way I see it.
3: Red Sox manager or now, Alex Cora earlier this week from beautiful, recovering Fort Myers, Florida, on the state of affairs as the Red Sox kick off their 2024 spring training campaign in advance of the season, which begins where all good baseball seasons should begin at the end of March in Seattle. Ah, uh, nothing says the boys of summer quite like high, th- high 30s with a rainstorm in Seattle with a snack of. Fried crickets, Andy. Uh, Where the hell hear. did the optimism go? You, you The, the fanboy was back a minute ago. Um, the, the Foxborough fanboy's back. The Fenway fanboy's having trouble with what's going on these days. Oh. Well, you don't and like understandably the Fenway so. experience? The Fenway experience. That's... The Fenway experience? What is the Fenway experience? Paying $17 for a beer? Uh, you know, Only being able to see half of the game, not because the seats are pointed the wrong direction, but because people are standing up taking selfies the entire time with very few people paying attention? Yeah, but the game because it's not nearly as interesting as it used to be, but it's but it's really old and there's a really big green wall out there. Uh, and what about the lights? Uh, Ooh, the they flash. flash. Yeah, well, they flash whenever they hit home runs, which so is so they won't not flash much. much. <laughs> <laughs> do not much. Ah, it's fitsy and hard. They flash me again, less than my wife. Oh, oh wait, jeez, what, what Where'd that come from? I don't know, man. I was just going to say, I, I, uh, I, I, I did not do my job as host of the program earlier to say at three twenty p.m. today we'll. So lucky to be joined by our friend John Corrales from Boston Sports Journal and so many other fabulous Boston Celtics-related enterprises. He'll join us to to review the Celtics' first half of the season, talk some All-Star break, maybe uh, look at all the moves the Milwaukee Bucks and other teams have made and how we think the Celtics will finish down the stretch. Of course, Andy said they were the winners of the week in Boston sports. So once again, one of our favorites here on the show, friend of the program, John Corrales joins us at 320. Don't miss it. Um... I just, Andy, I, every time that you say, like, what happened to Mr. Positive? Where's the fanboy? Where's the good vibes that you had rolling earlier talking to Patriots? Every time I try to convince myself, like, all right, they have to have a plan. There has to be a reason why they're doing what they're doing and they're going about business the way that they're going about it because it can't just be that from January through the end of March – the Red Sox are going to try to pump us full of gas and tell us, guys, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. This is exactly the way we wanted this team to go. We got who we wanted. We signed the players that we needed to. We have young stars blossoming. Look at how many people we have in the t- Baseball America Top 100 coming up to the team. This is going to be great. And every time I do that, I stumble across something like, oh, let's see, um, recently uh, John Tomase uh, as the Kaylee Brown quoted yesterday uh, in, at Boston.com, this uh, this piece from uh, the early edition Friday where Tomase said, quote, I think that there are people in this organization who are genuinely embarrassed by the way the offseason has unfolded by the product they're going to be putting on the field this year, by the fact that we're going into a season kind of knowing that they're going to finish last. I think people are legitimately embarrassed. Uh so if we've got people that know and follow the team and have been writing about them for years, if not decades, you got guys, super fans like Jared Carabas just already like, you know, face and hands, just like, what are we doing? You know, as we all sit here and wonder, like, why are you trading relievers like John Schreiber for, you know, you got three years of control. Maybe you're selling high on him and getting someone with higher upside who you'll have control of for longer. Great. You got somebody like a Wit Merrifield who would have been nice to stabilize second base, which has just been a com- complete mess for the longest time for the Sox. Um, I still don't know who the – they don't, they haven't named the uh, the opening day starter. I don't think they will anytime soon. You can try to play the whole like, oh, five aces. It's a team full of aces. I, I, there's just so many questions about this team. Is it going to be Bayo? Is it going to be Giolito? Is it going to be Nick Pavetta? Are these the guys they're really relying on and putting that much pressure on? They may think that this approach puts very little pressure on people because, well, expectations are so low in late February that we have nowhere to go but up. I think this puts an undue amount of pressure on anyone who plays right field, who plays left now that you're going to have Yoshida probably DHing more. Casas now is unhappy. Bradfoe puts out that tweet saying that, uh, what was it, that, That they've approached him about an extension. Look at, I'm not sure if you saw this quote, Andy. I read this earlier today and just blew my mind. So Brad Foe, in speaking with Tristan Casas, said, Casas said he has had talks about extension, but quote, nothing enticing. That was three hours ago. Then he quote tweets it and says, When I asked further if the first extension offer was tough to turn down, Casas said, No. (laughs) So now they're cheap, now they're cheaping out on, they're playing low ball with their stars of the future who they're supposedly building this team around. I, I just, I mean, is this going to be any fun? I mean, are we, are we going to even buy like it? Are they just duping us? And this team is going to be way better than we expect. Or is this the mess, Andy, that I think we all likely believe it to be right now? Because if so, what a freaking bummer and, and to think about baseball, the companion, the great companion of baseball, you know, Castig's on the radio, backyard grill and hanging out, playing catch with the kids. Like, what's why don't you want to have the radio on dad? I don't we don't need everyone to be sad. The sun is out today. We don't like what a bummer. What a freaking bummer this is thus far. Last time I
0: saw mismanagement this bad that was going to have quite obviously disastrous results, Bill Belichick was installing Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to run the Patriots offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it fell apart as expected. And then two years later, people like Kendrick Bourne told us, Yeah, we had the same questions everybody outside the building did. How it made any sense? It was crazy, man. I think it's the exact same thing with the Boston Red Sox right now. This is going to be a joyless season. This is going to be a season with way more losses than wins. Take the under. Yes, I don't care if it's 80-and-a-half some places, 79-and-a-half other places. 80-and-a-half? Oh, what are the we under. doing? Take the under. This is. It's, it's going to fail spectacularly. If you're thinking you want to watch an entertaining baseball team, if you're thinking, oh, maybe they'll surprise and compete for a wild-card spot. Now, they may be within quote unquote striking distance. Cause it feels like everybody in baseball these days is within striking distance at the trade deadline or into August, blah, blah, blah. This is going to be a spectacularly bad baseball team in my opinion. And I don't think they care. I, I don't think they care at all. Oh. I don't, I think they're playing for the future. I think they're very happy to collect their um, sort of base level income from Fenway park and the real loyalists in Red Sox nation. And I think they are pushing things off to the horizon. Now, Whether they actually want to win in two years or three years or what the long-term plan is, I'm not sure. But I think it's quite clear when you – the one strength of this team might actually was its bullpen. And now we're watching guys leave the bullpen and others are expected to leave with Kenley Jansen and and Chris Martin. So I don't see any way – and even the minor league thing does not as excite me. Um, You know, we were – and it's part of it is the hype and then the sort of – uh, bait and switch. We were told Mar- Marcelo Mayer was going to be like this great prospect. He's moving I, down. I quote the about you up.
1: all the
3: time on this, Andy. I, like, I it's unreal. frequently when people ask me about the Red Sox, I always say, yeah. Uh, my broadcast partner says that no one player who has yet to touch a major league baseball field with sig- significant competitive meaning has more pressure on him than Marcelo Mayer, who, by the way, kind of wasn't great last year in Double A oh. and also got injured. Going backwards, going backwards in the ranking, regressing when they need him to be a franchise. Like, and as I've said in return to you, unless Marcelo Mayer has the arm of Nomar, the clutch of Jeter and the bat of A-Rod, this kid is going to be a spectacular failure in the eyes of many in Red Sox Nation because they've been told for years like, oh, we got this kid. It was great. We didn't even have to sign. We got story as a stopgap and we could let bogey go. And now, of course, Bogarts is playing second base for the San Diego. Lots of people they let go. Bets Bogarts—they're all second basemen now, and then they got a guy who's really a second baseman
0: playing short. <laughs> it's a debacle. <laughs> I, you know what I firmly believe—the the best part of the Red Sox season is that I go into it with no expectation of committing any investment of time. Like I, if they surprise, I'll jump on board because I like sports, I like the Red Sox, I like baseball, but. I go in thinking, well, you don't have to worry about turning Nesson on most weeknights at 7 o'clock because you're not really going to care. And I ah, don't worry about putting it on in the boat on the weekend because you're not really going to care. That's the mentality I'm going in with, and I I think there's a lot of people in this region that are going in with a similar mentality.
3: I mean, last year, there we were. like, Think about how many times we did shows at the Ford Fenway Clubhouse Studio in America's most beloved ballpark, and... There we were, you know, at our little broadcast tables, extended microphones, headphones, uh, looking for a water, but not able to find one anywhere nope. in the studio. <laughs> and then, you know, as as people would stream in by the many entrances, you know, there we are. we you know, we have a beautiful view out on Lansdowne Street, and how many times was it just like? That's a Dodger Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers. Oh, oh look yeah. at all those Mets, Mets, Mets. Oh, look yeah. at all, man, it's a sea of red. It's not red, like Cardinals, Cardinals. Card- like, it is quickly turning into, and I'm sorry to say this, folks, we want, like, I want my kids to be half as passionate about the Red Sox as I was. And I don't really believe it's been the four World Series wins this century that have softened my passion for them or for the organization, or at least I hope not, or Andy's or many other people that still just love listening to and consuming and having baseball, be an emotional companion piece in your life because you've loved baseball and the Red Sox all the decades of your life. But, like, now Fenway Park has become, in addition to the jokes we make about it being a tourist destination, now Fenway has quickly turned into, oh, it's the place where all the other fans come because they know they can get a great seat and say, yeah, I went up there and had a wicked good time at Fenway this weekend, and the Mets took two out of three. It's what we used to do it's well, like yeah. when we used to go to Camden
0: Yards or you go to Florida for a, whatever where you know you oh, go Tampa out to the west in the late Coast. 2000s yep. it was
3: all Sox nation
0: now the shoe is on the other foot and that's that's it's sad i mean it really is but the other the aspect of this that i always get back to and you know this mm-hmm. i'm not going to just watch cuz you think i'm addicted to watching your your product your program your uh. your sport right entertain me i don't care if you necessarily are good or win entertain me and i will say the one thing that has me intrigued a little bit by what they're doing is i will say every gosh darn pitcher that they're acquiring in these deals has like a high strikeout ratio is they clearly they're guys that strike out more players than innings massive strikeout to walk ratio you know this guy they got most recently he's throwing like 97 young guy who knows if half of them even get to the major leagues i'm not saying that but they are doing a little bit of that raise thing i used to lust after that every pitcher the raise brought out of the pen through 97 98 99 that's the one thing i like that breslow is doing is i don't think he takes on an arm that doesn't throw high 90s and doesn't strike out a lot of people so I mean, again, I know they want me to pretend that. Oh, we got a lot of exciting young players coming that we're excited about, and that's well—that's supposed to get me through. I'm supposed to watch the present while thinking about the future. No, I want to be entertained in the present, and I don't know about you, but I have zero hopes of being entertained this year. Zero.
3: No, no, unless we're talking about like playing, hey, uh, playing the Benny Hill theme over highlights of the Red Sox games. Yeah. Defense has been terrible for years. I don't know if it's going to get much better. Maybe guys like Vaughn Grissom. Can actually clean things up a little bit. I don't Maybe think
0: so. That's why he's no longer the shortstop for the Braves, because he was on a record pace for errors.
3: <laughs> Which means he's a perfect fit here. Exactly. I'm looking at the active roster right now. We're at a point now, like, you I don't know him? when I feel more irrelevant. If I look at, what'd you say?
0: You can't name all of them, because that's no, the I point can't. on you that. No, I can't. come
3: close. Like, who the hell's this guy? <laughs> Seriously, who's Wickelman Gonzalez? No, that's fake. No, it's not. Wickelman? Uh, uh, Wickelman? Wickelman? It's W-I-K. He's v- German. It's w- <laughs> no, it's obviously, I'm not sure if he's Puerto Rican or if he's a Venezuelan. I, I apologize. What does he I, play? Number nine prospect Gonzalez gets first taste of Fenway in award ceremony. I, he's a uh, six-foot-tall, 167-pound, 21-year-old baseball player. <laughs> so he's one of the exciting young players I'm supposed to be f- I guess. I mean, I'm sorry. I've just future. never. I haven't heard. I mean, how deep in the weeds do I have to go to, you know, know who Luis Perales is or Brandon Walter or Greg Weissert? So who, if we were going to do people you actually
0: want to see do their jobs, a list, heading toward, in spring training, heading toward the 2024 season. Huh? Gonzalez is a pitcher. Nice. I look forward to maybe never seeing him at Fenway Park. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Um, How about Tyler Heineman? A Heineken? Heineken. He's a heineman. <laughs> Tyler,
3: am ah, more heine-man. of a
0: breast man myself.
3: Jeez, uh, I mean, there might be people. I mean, uh, well, hopefully there's people listening. There could be kids. Come on. Try at least to clean it up a little Chicken. bit. Chicken. Um, Chicken. I like chicken breast. The thighs, yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a thigh guy myself. Really? I mean, listen to the oh yeah. Chicken, mm. I've told I've said before I'd take a chicken thigh over most pieces of most cuts of red meat. I love chicken thighs. Ew.
0: Yeah. What do you mean? Ew. They're great.
3: No. Oh, it's got
0: more the, flavor and stuff. Yeah, it's got like yucky. The
3: dark meat. But... Oh, they got tons of flavor. There's great latitude and being able to cook them because of the fact that there's dark meat and there's good fat. Yucky. Anyway. All right, Andy. Listen, I just want to say right now, on the Red Sox active roster, these are the outfielders. Okay, the outfielders, remember growing up, it was like Jim Rice, Dwight Evans, yeah. Tony Armas. They're good for 110 home runs, probably 500 strikeouts, but they're going to be fun to watch, right? Good fielders, great hitters. Uh, William Abreu, Jaron Duran, Tyler O'Neill, Sedan Rafaela, Rob Refsnyder, and Masataka Yoshida. That is without joke, like presented without comment. That is the current Red Sox outfield rotation. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me.
0: Not exactly a Murderer's Row or a Rotation of All Stars or I don't know, Mookie Betts and Andrew Benintendi even.
3: My God. what How are they far we've fallen. How what far are, we I fallen? mean It's I, actually
0: I shouldn't say that. They haven't fallen. Fallen right. would imply like that they aren't controlling it. They're nosediving. They're, they're they they They're doing it intentionally. They're cutting costs. They're building for the future. Whatever they're doing, they're running the small market Boston Red Sox so that in a few years maybe they have some people that they can turn into all-stars and then not resign or keep.
3: Well, I'll get to your calls. I see you guys lining up at 617 to talk Red Sox. Maybe yell at us. I got some calls online that say, we're looking at the Red Sox the wrong way. I would love to be course-corrected. Please show me the way. I would love to be shown the light because obviously – Everything I'm thinking about the Red Sox just is not right. All right, Andy, let's play a quick little game here. I know you love a good on-the-fly game, and I've got a couple of them lined yes. up here on let's today's go. program. Uh, oftentimes on the Rich Keefe Show, Rich and I play Guess Them Stats, mm. where we try to uh, guess the stats of uh, players that have just come out of a season currently are underperforming or that have been acquired in trades on one of the various Boston sports professional teams. We're going to do Guess Them Totals right now. These are the... 2024 major league baseball win totals and odds as posted via las vegas on actionnetwork.com which is a reputable site for totals analysis and more in the wide world of wagering all right uh the arizona diamondbacks what is their win total over under for the 2024 season mm, let's go 86 and a half Eighty-three and a half, and a half Believe it or not, for an 84-win team that made it to the World Series, it's hmm. only 83-and-a-half. I thought they'd get a little bump out of that. Guess not. So did I. I might be banging the over on that one. Excuse Let's me? go with your Baltimore Orioles, winners of the American League East and 100 games last season.
0: 94-and-a-half. Um, 89-and-a-half. Jiminy Christmas. Tempting, I, isn't so
3: it? Over. Okay. Your Boston Red Sox. 80-and-a-half. 79.5.
0: So it did drop. See, Rich Keefe was getting 80 and a half on one of his and I was
3: seeing 79 and a half again. on mine. But wow, it's going the wrong direction. Wow. How about. Uh, OK, here we go. A team that the Red Sox just engaged in a trade with the Kansas City Royals. Kansas City, Ooh. of course, the home of the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. This is a tough one for
0: me. See, they're uh, going to do a new stadium, a new uh, Kauffman wait. Kauffman's stadium. a great stadium.
3: They're building a new one.
0: Yeah, like in the stockyard district or some new district oh, away from away from yeah. Arrowhead really yep with a lot of entertainment venues and like it's oh that power and area. light you mean
3: yeah yeah power and light yeah. that's it okay oh um, that's more downtown that'll be interesting okay that might be kind of fun
0: so give me 85 and a half for the royals oh yeah. sir you are way off 73 and a half I think the Royals are better than that I think the Royals could be better than the Red sox they
3: might be. Uh, how about how
0: about the if the Royals New were York. called the Red Sox, they'd have more a higher win total.
3: Your attention, please. Your attention. The over under total for the New York Yankees.
0: Huh. The so Yankees.
3: pretty good Bob Shepard right there. Thanks, Nick.
0: Um, I'm gonna say eighty five and a half. How about
3: ninety three and a half?
0: Wait a minute. That's They're way expected too high. Soto. To rake. One guy. What else did they do this offseason? Am I forgetting something? Uh, I what did like they do they to acquired. their pitching staff? I
3: feel like they acquired somebody. That's
0: yeah, that seems high to start. me. You were battling them for last place last year, and now all of a sudden they're 15 games better than you or whatever the hell that is?
3: I don't know. I think I think the Yankees might be a little... They underperformed. Maybe they're also thinking that... Uh... Well, yeah, I don't you,
0: think... you can guarantee either Judge or Stanton won't play.
3: Oh, they picked up Marcus Strowman as well. Yeah, my bad.
0: Oh, yeah, they did do that. Yep. Still yep. high. Still feels high. I don't
3: know. What's the I'm, Dodgers? Give me the Dodgers, baby. Okay. The Dodgers. This is a fun one. Hundred I mean, and sixty-one. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you first the Los Angeles Angels who lost everybody. Oh and then the yeah. Dodgers who signed everybody. I feel like the Angels are gonna be in like the seventy five range. Seventy two and a half. 72. That seems that's probably the most accurate one. I might take the under on that one. They're gonna be awful.
0: Okay, awful. Uh, now the Dodgers, uh, I'll say one forty two and a
3: half. <laughs> <laughs> Under Andy, it was 157 and a half. Uh, hundred and three and a half. And honestly, I feel like that's that's generously, that's lenient.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very doable. They are a fun team. They. Did like... you watch that video the
3: other day? I know it was just batting practice. Did you see Otani hitting five hundred foot absolute rockets the other day?
0: Oh, you mean teams have players that fans get excited about seeing and want to watch play? That's My a God. thing. I didn't My, know there was. You a know thing what?
3: Anymore. I take back everything I said. When I was stunned that the Dodgers signed him for t- to ten years, seven hundred million dollars, and that they would have a seventy million dollar DH this year, the money he is going to make by putting asses in seats at Chavez Ravine—people that actually don't just arrive in the second and leave in the seventh—and the jerseys he's probably already sold or will continue to sell—those crappy ones from Fanatics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the one that everyone's complaining about. Yeah, bitching about which, because
0: Fanatics stuff is not very good.
3: All oh, right. Well, you do realize Michael Rubin is good friends with Robert Kraft.
0: The truth we'll pro- is never mean. We'll probably mean. be getting a
3: call about this. The lady, truth is never mean. You put out a
0: quality product, and I'll say it's a quality product. You put out trash, and I'm going to say, that's ah, it's kind of garbage. your
3: lowest win total in baseball, it is not the Washington Nationals. Theirs is 66 and a half. Andy, the lowest win total in baseball this year is? uh did, 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 did Come did, did, on. Did. It's a no-brainer. A team soon to be without a city, a home, or hope.
0: Oh, yeah. The A's. What is yeah. theirs? Um, 61. 57.5. They're under 60? Yeah. Damn. Wait. Oh, is, no. They're barely so, the uh, everybody wins 50 and loses 50. It's what you do in the I
3: other forgot. 62 that matters. They're barely there. It's for shame. Uh, so there are your win totals for the season as well. Mike, Charles, Rick, I see you guys lined up to talk some socks. 617 779 7937. We will get to your calls. We will let Red Sox Nation vent, or perhaps Fitzy and Hart shall have to repent because we've gotten our spring training analysis of the 2024 Red Sox. Wrong. Let's talk to you and find out on the other side. It's Fitzy and Hart on a Sunday here on W.E.E.I.
1: W.E.I. We are right back to Fitzy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
3: High hopes for your 2024 Boston Red Sox. I just died. I'm trying. Andy, I'm doing everything. I was trying to think of, like, optimistic music to come back in with, get me feeling it. It ends up sounding sarcastic because we're also down on the Sox before they've even thrown a pretend pitch in the beautiful weather of southwestern Florida, let alone started the 2024 season. I don't know. What do we know? We're just a couple of football guys talking baseball on a – Midwinter Sunday on the radio. Give us a shout if you want to at 617-779-7937. Say hello to Zach. Then get prepared to tangle with Fitzy and Hart like Mike and Saugus, our first caller on today's program. Hello, Mike. How are you?
2: Hey, good, guys. Hey, Fitzy, I just want to say I've been following you a long time on social media, my first time calling in. Thank you. Um, I, I, We got to talk about Red Sox and beer real quick.
1: All right. Um, two of my favorite I topics. I
2: believe you guys you guys are looking at the Red Sox all wrong. Now, my first cue was when they sold the Pawtucket Red Sox, or Worcester Sox, Mm -hmm. and now they're not spending money. So, to me, the team is going to be sold halfway or so through the season. They're not spending money on anybody where they could have, and they don't want to have that overhead to pay – People for long terms if they're looking to get rid of the team so to speak
3: um so Secondly, right now mike hold on one second i'm gonna uh, definitely want to get to the beer talk in a second as well but real quick andy sure. just to sort of update in case this flew by some people's radar because we're also busy trying to figure out what in the holy hell was going on with the patriots back in early december uh It was announced, I believe, uh, uh, December 5th. Diamond Baseball Holdings is the new majority owner of the Worcester Red Sox. The team announced Tuesday sale approved by MLB Tuesday afternoon. Transaction expected to be completed by end of year. Team will continue to play at Polar Park under new ownership. See, uh, Mike, that's great that you bring this up because it kind of did fly under the radar. And it does sort of play, play into your working hypothesis here that everything is lining up for a sale. Like, obviously without a lot of long-term deals, which they've been hesitant to give out to people that deserve it or not, uh, in addition to trying to fill the team with some uh, you know, bright, young, shiny stars and a fancy ballpark and all the other stuff, it seems to make sense to me that this sh- should all be lining up for a sale and that you would hope so, because if not, then shame all over them.
2: And totally agree questions. with you, 100% yeah, okay. on that. All right, your beer question, on the sir. beer side... Yeah. On the beer side, you went, I believe it was last summer, somewhere down in Quincy. It was like the brickyard or the brick house or something like oh, that. Oh,
3: okay. Mm-hmm.
2: There was a gentleman that owns the place that's a Lithuanian guy. And he came up with a uh, beer oh, my, called um, the, uh, the goddess blonde or the blonde goddess or something like that
3: um i can't quite your phone's kind of breaking up mike so uh, we're gonna have to let you go but hopefully you can stay tuned and catch the answer on the other side and thanks for calling in i don't remember exactly where that was uh in quincy i've only been to a couple of places there's one brewery in quincy now called break rock uh they make some quality beers down there as well best place i think to get some craft beers down in quincy is when you go to uh is it called alumni is it called uh Veterans Memorial Field, where the New England Free Jacks play. Andy, I'm going to insist that you and Team Hart join me there for a game this year, or a match, as they like to say, uh, because they celebrate local food and local beers as well there. So all of the great beers that are brewed on the South Shore, Quincy, Weymouth, Cohasset, Marshfield, Quincy, into Dorchester, all the way up into Boston and beyond are all sold there. It's a phenomenal time, and you can get all of your quality local beverages there as well. So perhaps that's... Where Mike was talking about, but you guys definitely need to come this year. It's a, it's a good take, and you know what? Actually, they won their league's championship last year. People are more optimistic about the rugby team in Quincy than they are the baseball team in Boston. Andy, well, oh, they should be. Uh, and yes, I'm all for beer and food and that kind of a thing. And I'm people happy. hitting each other at
0: high, at high. Yeah, street. that's good too. Yeah, yeah. Balls, and especially flying after everywhere. I've had a couple beers, and now I can get into it. Even if I don't understand it, if I've had a few beers, I'm more likely to just be into it. Eh, I'm ready
3: let's do hey, it a lot of a lot of father son talk probably today on the program as well because uh wife and young one have been away all weekend so it's been me and the eleven year old and it's been a, a tremendous weekend um boy they love playing fortnite man they can't stop playing that <laughs> <stupid>. <laughs> um how how long till your son has permit and or possibly license so he can become your permanent DD oh no he's driving
0: he's driving oh, he is he's a few months into the driving thing yeah so uh I haven't really I'm trying Deployed to deploy that real yet. Quick, I don't think I've utilized that opportunity just yet. Because yeah. you know that's illegal. Oh no, it's not illegal. Permit, it's illegal. Permits illegal.
3: Once they have their license, you can do yeah, it. Yeah, you that's cannot right. be. You can't be. Yeah, you have to be able to operate as well. I know. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, cri- uh, one more quick call before the break, Charles. Charles right in right.
2: Bi- Byfield. Hey, what's up? Uh, it's funny you mentioned the Free Jacks. I'm buddies with uh, most of them. Played for their academy team recently. Um, definitely recommend it. A lot of fun. We don't awesome. see a lot of violent hacks at Fenway anymore. <laughs> um, so, you want to see some violence, head down to veterans. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, yeah, the one game I went to uh, this year at Fenway. It was the Dodgers game. And I swear to God, I saw more people stand up for Mookie Betts than uh, Sweet Caroline. It was, it was just, i I never seen anything in my lifetime. It, it, I'm 23 years old,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I've never seen this much division in my lifetime. So, sell, sell, sell. The next game I go to, I'm going to write that on my chest, probably rip off my shirt. They're going to know. So keep your crappy Liverpool and Penguins teams and uh, make the Red Sox great again. Thanks, guys.
3: Charles, that's how you do it, buddy. If you have a point, you want to sneak in a good line, promote another team as well, and talk about shirtlessness and beer consumption, uncles Fitzy and Hart will always have you on the program. Good job, my man. Charles's line is open, by the way, at 617-779-7937. I think, Andy, he's talking about... Of the three-game series between the Dodgers and the Red Sox last August, do you remember the Sunday game where Mookie put on an absolute show? Yes. Oh, God! Did he just? Did he just? Did he just play the whole like? Are you not entertained? Like that was instead of staring up at the four hundred club where Dan Duquette was supposed to <laughs> right. be, as Roger Clemens struck out like his eleventh batter of the night or a fourteenth batter, and then just did that goateed, evil eye stare in a in a Blue Jays uniform. Mookie just raked all day and just made Dodgers and Red Sox fans stand up and applaud him. What a twisted series of emotions that was. Oh, what a mess. And
0: this, th- that's way worse too. Cause you know, the famous Clemens one, Roger had been bad for a number of seasons and was older. Was mm-hmm. it, it, there was a little Brady Belichick there with the Duquette Clemens thing. Like Good I don't call. think Duquette was totally, he ended up being wrong but his logic and his thinking wasn't necessarily wrong. Gee it just whiz, I wonder
3: what he helped to make Roger Clemens better after he left town. Well, you, you've got to be careful there, you know. Brady was in the Balco uh, investigation. Oh! Ah! ah. Save <laughs> just, it for the 4 o'clock hour. When we that's talk. a <laughs> fact. <laughs> I, and you say, as always, Andy, the truth is never mean. 617-779-7937 oh. is your number. There's your first hour of the four hours of Fitzy and Hart. When we come back... Let's turn it around. Let's take that sports frown and turn it upside down. Let's talk some Celtics at the All-Star break. They are running this town right now. Jason Tatum, could he be the new face of Boston sports? Can he be the new face of the NBA? Are you going to be watching the All-Star game? John Corrales joins us at 320 to catch up on all things green with the Boston Celtics at more, This is Fitzy and Harder on Weei.